Post Politics, the only source for unfiltered, nonsensical, fakeish news that you never asked for. With your hosts, Matt McKinley and Aaron Ellis. Well, howdy there, daylight burners. How the hell are you doing? It's uh, Tuesday. Aaron is. Um, well, I mean, I, I hate to to harp on it, but he's gay, real gay, and there's not that there's anything wrong with that. But you know, you got a you got a wife and two kids, and uh, it becomes a problem after a while. And uh, I don't know exactly how to tell it to him, um, but we'll we'll uh, we'll pray for him or something. Anyways. Um, we got the midterm elections coming up here muy pronto and ah, who the fuck knows what's going on. I think, I think the Republicans are going to, are going to kind of run away with it, but you never know. People are stupid. Um, and not only are people stupid, uh, the media is really good at the propaganda real good um so it's hard telling but one of the the most uh hotly contested debates and one of the weirder ones I'll, I'll tell you and i've been i've been kind of following along i haven't talked too much about it <coughs> on the show because it's not my state um it's not nevada so i i don't yeah <laughs> I've only been to Pennsylvania um long long time ago. I think I was like 10 or something like that. And we drove across the well, here I'll pop it up on the screen since we're getting ready, but um I drove through this little corner if you can see my cursor. Um cuz West Virginia is down here. And Ohio is over here. I was in Ohio and we went, drove a little down to the West Virginia line. Um, anyway, it's a big state, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, uh, both pretty big cities. Uh, I hope this debate's kind of exciting because I'm, I'm kind of fading fast, it seems like, but I'll be all right. Don't you worry. Don't you worry about that. But anyhow, um, this is an in interesting debate. Uh, number one, Donald Trump endorsed uh, the Republican candidate. And he's kind of in the same vein as Donald Trump as far as how we came about. Uh, it's Dr. Oz. Now, I honestly don't know much about Dr. Oz. 
I've heard of him. Um, but he was like a daytime TV um guy, I guess. I for oh, I don't know, lack of, of a better word. He just yeah, he was kind of the his uh his time frame was I I, I guess morning TV, so or, or midday, some somewhere around there. So um yeah, kind of kind of a reality TV celebrity. Just like Donald Trump. Um this other guy is a union uh boss slash crony. Um <clears throat> I've heard some stuff about his upbringing um particularly being oh what would what, you say like wealthy and um and I, I don't know. I've never I've not vetted any of that, but I, I do know that he's a big big time union guy. Um so you know, make of that what you will. Uh, I'm not uh, I'm not a fan of unions in general, how they're set up, but I, I do think they serve a a, a very important purpose even today as shitty as unions unions have become i think i think they're important and they're a powerful like the 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 working class worker uh is is a powerful voting demographic and in particular you get in in like the rust belt so that's like no what do you say west virginia pennsylvania uh, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, Indiana, uh, a little bit Iowa, I think, um, Illinois. Uh, anyway, what they call the Rust Belt. Uh, yeah. And being that those are um, industrial type places with uh, you know steel mills, traditionally um, coal mine. Uh, factory jobs, you know, so, um, uh, what, what would you say? Like, um, uh, you know, auto worker, uh, steel worker, coal miner, and, and then just your, your run of the mill, I guess, factory worker. And I, I say that, um, with, with no disrespect, I, I just, uh, yeah, it just it's a it's a blue collar type job, rust belt. And those those voters, they they went for Barack Obama in twenty twelve, they went for Trump in twenty sixteen, and then they kind of split between uh Trump and Biden in in twenty twenty. Um so that that's kind of when it comes to the presidential race, it's, it's set centered around the Midwest and Florida and Pennsylvania. Like I guess Pennsylvania, you can't really call the Midwest because it, it's uh, you know on on the east. But anyway, it it butts up against uh, you know the Midwest. So, anyways, uh, this John Fetterman guy is a union guy, which is you know, a big thing in that part of the world. Um, 
he's like six foot nine or some shit like that, like a fucking gargantuan guy. And then he, he also just dresses. <laughs> and, and I hate to sound like your typical, like, Christian conservative like button down guy, but he dresses like a slob. Like this is a guy running for the U S fucking Senate. And he does his rallies in gym shorts and a hoodie. And it turns out he wears a hoodie a lot of times because he's got this fucking giant growth on the back of his neck. Um, and I don't, I don't know exactly what's wrong with, it. I think it's a, like a genetic issue, but either way, um, if that was addressed properly, it'd probably just go away. Um, but he also had a stroke um, earlier this year, <clears throat> right in the middle of the primary uh, race. And how how that didn't affect him, I don't know. Ugh. But these uh, got new headphones, and they're like very noise canceling. So it sucks the air out of the, out of your, your ears. And so you have to yawn. And also it's kind of late, but I'm blaming it on the headphones because I can. So anyway, this guy, how it didn't, the fact that he had a stroke and was like somewhat paralyzed, you know, how, how stroke victims are, you know, left side of their face uh, goes numb and left side of their body just kind of goes limp. His wasn't quite that bad, but he was also in his fifties. I believe he's, he's not very old. Um, and now he's dealing with the after effects so much so that this debate, um, they're giving him a uh, teleprompter <coughs> and closed captioning so that he can read what, what the questions are and the responses are. And he's going to have to do that in real time uh, because he has auditory processing issues. Um, according to his, uh, his team, his campaign team, um, he does have a doctor note that says he's good to go, but that's from a while ago. And once again, I don't have any dog in this fight. Um, but the fact that this guy is, uh, <sighs> recovering from a stroke morning. I mean, just to put it plainly, like this guy's probably not doing great health wise and he's running to be the representative for Pennsylvania for the next six years. Granted, I don't know much about Dr. Oz, but I'm excited to see what this, uh, what this debate's going to entail and particularly with the teleprompter. So, this is from a uh, local um, Pennsylvania outlet, I believe. And we're going to go ahead and uh, see what he's got. Thank you, Leland. Good evening, candidates who moments ago just met for the first time. We're happy to have you here. Welcome to our audience watching at home on air, online and on News Nation. And we encourage everyone who is watching tonight to share your thoughts on social media. Remember to use the hashtag 
PA Senate debate. And you may notice these large monitors that are behind us. This is part of our closed captioning system. It was requested by John Fetterman to help him process the questions that we are asking him tonight and approved by both campaigns and both candidates can see the monitors. One of the screens will show only the questions being asked tonight. The second screen will caption the questions and responses from them at odds. We have live experienced captioners in studio to ensure we are as accurate as possible in what's sure to be a fast-paced program. And just to note, for those of you using closed captioning at home, the captions you see are not tied to the captions that the candidates will see here tonight. Thank you, Lisa. With that, let's get started. Mr. Fetterman, we're going to begin with you. Your political experience includes serving as the mayor of Braddock, a small borough near Pittsburgh, and one term as lieutenant governor. You're running for a seat that could decide the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. Here's a man that spent more than $20 million of his own money to try to buy that seat. I'm also having to talk about something called the Oz rule. That if he's on TV, he's lying. He did that during his career on his TV show. He's done that during his campaign about lying about our record here. And he's also lying probably during this debate. And let's also talk about the elephant in the room. I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. And I might miss some words during this debate mush two words together, but it knocked me down, but I'm going to keep coming back up. And this campaign is all about, to me, is about fighting for everyone in Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down that needs to get back up and fighting for all forgotten communities all across Pennsylvania that also got knocked down that needs to keep get back up. Thank you very much, Mr. Federman. Mr. Oz, you are a doctor, a businessman, and television personality, but this is your first run for elected office. What qualifies you to be a U.S. senator from Pennsylvania? You have 60 seconds. I'm running for the U.S. Senate because Washington keeps getting it wrong with extreme positions. I want to bring civility balance all the things that you want to see because you've been telling it to me on the campaign trail. And by doing that, we can bring us together in a way that has not been done of late. Democrats, Republicans talking to each other. John Fetterman takes everything to an extreme and those extreme positions hurt us all. Let's take crime as an example because it's been such a big problem. I like his voice. Maureen Faulkner accompanied me today to the studio. You know that her husband was a police officer oh, in Philadelphia. He was brutally murdered. John Fetterman, during this crime wave, has been trying to get as many murderers convicted and sentenced to life in prison out of jail as possible, including people who are similar to the man who murdered her husband. He does it without the, with the rest of the parole board agreeing. He's doing it without the families on board. These radical positions extend beyond crime to wanting to legalize all drugs, to open the border, uh, to, to raising our taxes. I want Washington to be civil again. Well, you need it to be less radical. John Fetterman, unfortunately, okay. would bring that. Mr. Oz, thank you. Lisa. All right, gentlemen, on to the economy. Pennsylvanians are struggling to put food on the table and gas in their cars. Our next star, Emerson College, the Hill poll, shows the economy and inflation are the biggest concerns for voters. 39% of them listed that 
as the top issue. Beginning with you, Mr. Oz, you have blamed President Biden and reckless Democratic spending for the inflation crisis. But voters would like to hear your specific plan to cut spending. Please explain in 60 seconds. Well, if you ask the U.S. government, they'll tell you they have 4% waste and fraud. Now, I've traveled over the Commonwealth and spoken to countless people. There was a lady in Beaver County at a county fair who told me, with fear in her heart that she wanted to provide food for her son's highly nutritious chicken she wanted, she couldn't afford it anymore. That's a big problem. If we've got 4% waste and fraud, we ought to be, take, to be able to take care of that. John Fetterman's, however, response continually is to raise taxes. He raised taxes as mayor. He tried to raise taxes as a lieutenant governor, 46%. That's a big tax rate. He supported Joe Biden's re- recent tax rate, uh, rate increase, and he's done that without paying his own taxes 67 times. I'll say that again. He hasn't paid his own taxes 67 times, but he's raising mine and yours. Those are radical positions. They're extreme. They're out of touch with the values of Pennsylvanians. And I can make the difficult decisions as you do in the operating room as a surgeon. I'll make them cutting our budget as well to make sure we don't have to raise taxes on a population already desperately in pain from the high inflation rate. Mr. Fetterman, I will allow a 15 second rebuttal. He has specifically said you have not paid your taxes and that you want to raise taxes on Americans. How do you respond? Uh, absolutely. The Oz rule, of course, he's lying. It was helping two students 17 years ago to help them you know, buy their own homes. They, they didn't pay the bills and it got her paid. And it has never been an issue in, in any of the campaign before. It was all about nonprofit. All right. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. Continuing with you, Mr. Fetterman, your opponent has criticized Democratic spending, as you heard. Has the Biden administration overspent? And if so, where do you think spending should be cut? You have 60 seconds. No, here's what I think we have to fight about inflation here right now. That's what we need to fight about inflation, you know, right now, because it's a tax on working families. You know, and Dr. Oz can't possibly understand what that is like. You know, he has 10 gigantic mansions. You know, he we we must push back against corporate greed. We must make sure that we're also pushing back against price gouging as well, too. You know, we also be able to make more in Pennsylvania and make more in America. When he had a choice to make his merchandise, the Oz label is on. He made it all in China. You know, who can you believe that can fight against inflation and pushing back against corporate greed or somebody that is chosen working in China versus over American workers? All right. I will allow a 15 second rebuttal to his comments that you have been making things in China. Mr. Oz. I've been trying to talk about policy issues with the people of Pennsylvania as a doctor. I listen to their ideas and I want to talk about them. When John Fetterman brings up houses, the irony is he didn't pay for his own house. He got it for a dollar from his sister. And he hasn't been able to earn a living on his own. He's lived off yeah, his parents. So it, it, it doesn't, it's not a topic that we should be debating on the stage. We should be talking about crime and inflation, the issues that are hurting Pennsylvanians that they're talking about at their kitchen table. Let's uh, uh, that, say yeah, he got his Pennsylvania right, house from his own inlays from a, a dollar. Mr. That's Fetterman, typical. we have to continue on. We'll continue on with a question, a follow-up question to you, Mr. Oz. This one is just for you. You tweeted in August that you will never stop fighting to lower gas prices for Pennsylvanians. Does that include supporting a suspension of the federal gas tax? You have 30 seconds. I'm supportive of reducing taxes, uh, but we want to be 
thoughtful about the long-term game plan to get gas taxes down and frankly, all energy prices down. I have gone around the Commonwealth. I've witnessed people say, I'm not going on vacation this year because I can't afford to pay to take my trailer to the campground. They can't even get there. What we have to do is ensure that we don't have increased inflation. And the best way to do that is reduce gas prices. John Fetterman has gone after the energy industry, called it a stain on Pennsylvania, and argued we have to ban fracking. That is disconnected from Pennsylvania. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Oz. We will get to the issue of fracking later on in this discussion. But meantime, turning back to you, Mr. Fetterman, for a follow-up. In an op-ed for the Wilkes-Barre Times leader, you wrote, quote, it is time we crack down on the big price gouging corporations that are making record profits while jacking up prices for all of us. How do you plan to do this, sir? You mentioned price going after price gouging corporations. How do you plan to do this? You have 30 seconds. Yeah. Exactly. We have to keep pushing back on that. And he would never make that choice to, to fight for uh, for for uh, Amer- families here in Pennsylvania. You know, he has never met an air uh, an oil company that he doesn't swipe right about. You know, he has never been able to stand up for working families all across Pennsylvania. You know, we must push back. Inflation has hurt Americans and Pennsylvania's families, and it has given the oil companies record profits. All right. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. Turning to the next issue, Dennis. The minimum wage in Pennsylvania and at the national level currently sits at $7.25 an hour and has not been increased since 2009. Each of our neighboring states has raised minimum wages. You see them there on your screen. To the next issue, Dennis. About, you know, that are making record profits while jacking up prices for all of us. How do you plan to do this, sir? You mentioned price going after price gouging corporations. How do you plan to do this? You have 30 seconds. Yeah, exactly. We have to keep pushing back on that. And he would never make that choice to, to fight for uh, for, for uh, Amer- families here in Pennsylvania. You know, he has never met an, air, uh, an oil company that he doesn't swipe right about. You know, he has never been able to stand up for working families all across Pennsylvania. You know, we must push back. Inflation has hurt Americans and Pennsylvania's families, and it has given the oil companies record profits. All right. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. Turning to the next issue, Dennis. The minimum wage in Pennsylvania and at the national level currently sits at $7.25 an hour and has not been increased since 2009. Each of our neighboring states has raised minimum wages. You see them there on your screen including New Jersey at $13 an hour and West Virginia at $8.75. But Pennsylvania has not followed suit. The first question is for you, Mr. Fetterman. Do you support raising the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour? Why or why not? You have 60 seconds. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. I think it's a disgrace at $7.25 an hour. And how can a man, you know, with, with you know, 10 gigantic mansions, you know, has and uh, willing to talk about a, a willing wage for anybody. Imagine a signal mom trying with two children, trying to raise with them, realizing making $31,000 a year, you know, $15 an hour. You know, I believe every work has dignity and every paycheck must have dignity in it as well. True. I've always supported a living wage and we make sure that everyone has economic security. I have a follow-up for you, Mr. Fetterman. What do you say to small business owners who have told us that if the minimum wage were increased to $15 an hour, it would put them out of business? You have 30 seconds. Now, we, we all have to make sure that everyone that works is able to 
That's that's the most American bargain. That if you work full time, you should be able to live in dignity as well. True, and I believe they haven't have any businesses being being. Uh, we can't have businesses being subsidized by not paying ind- uh, individuals that just simply can't have to to pay their own way. Okay, I have no idea what he was trying to say there, but th- this whole living wage deal. Like you work harder to earn a living wage, uh, isn't that like how how it always like? All right, so if if we go just like by the fourth grade, um, you know, history lesson that we all, or at least that that I learned back in the you know in the nineties, um, when when we uh, just said, hey, this is what the white folks did here in America. They didn't say that, say it like that. But like, essentially, that's how it was. We beat the Indians because they, uh, they were on our land, kind of. Um, but anyway, like you, you put all the conquest shit aside because that, that's a, conquest happens no matter where. And that's what happened here. And, and it just so happened like the, the white Anglo-Saxon folks uh, won because they had a lot better technology. Uh, more than anything, and they had a lot more people uh, immune to disease and whatnot. But when we get back to like the founding idea of America is like, here we are. We got this great big old chunk of land, all this shit, and um, it's going to be hard, but you got a chance to make something really, really cool for yourself. Um. Like it, the the part, the idea of America never was that like, hey, you can get a job, and because you got that job, you're guaranteed a good life. Like that's that's never been the deal. It's always been like, hey, I've got some work, and I can pay this much. Do you want it or do you not? And people that didn't want to work or could find something better or uh, felt like their time was worth more, didn't take it. And the other ones that like, hey, fuck it. All right. Sounds good. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Um, <coughs> mm, yeah, th- this, this idea of a living wage is, is fucking nonsense. It, it is nonsense. A living wage is well, what, what's a living wage? My my grandparents lived on, I mean, less than I would make in a week is about what they made in a year uh, during the Great Depression. Um, maybe not quite that extreme, but I bet you it was pretty goddamn close. Um, I mean, my, my grandma Mac, Grandma McKinley, she would wash the aluminum foil until you physically couldn't use it anymore or it was too small, you know, cause it'd rip or it, 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 every time you washed it, it'd crinkle up a little bit. And, and you just, you just kept doing that because that shit costs money. Um, so, so what the fuck is a living wage? $15 an hour in, uh, in LA or New York's not going to get you a goddamn thing. Uh, but here, you know, in, in Yearington, Nevada or Walsh, Colorado, that's, I mean, that's not bad, not great, but ain't bad. That's a hell of a lot better than the minimum wage. And then the minimum wage is 
Well, that's uh, that's the st- uh, that's the wage you don't have to pay the illegal Mexicans, you know, because they'll work for cheaper. And um, and for all the the talk about the the Mexicans taking our jobs, I don't see many white folks uh, working for less than ten bucks an hour. So, um, yeah, minimum. I'm not. Eh, look, we get on the minimum wage, whatever. But anyhow, here we go. Um, he he just he turns it around to like living wage and then Dr. Oz has 10 mansions which um, I mean fuck guy I don't know much about this guy honestly Um, but being a TV star he's probably a douchebag and uh, the 10 mansions a little excessive but fuck it I don't got a billion dollars so who cares not my not my problem and um, could that money be used elsewhere yeah, definitely could. Definitely could. Um, but if the government's uh, spending your money is any indication, doesn't mean it's going to be spent better. So anyway, we'll, we'll keep moving. Howdy there. I'm Matt McKinley with the Burning Daylight podcast. If you ever wanted to make a podcast... Well, Spotify's got a platform that makes that lets you make one super easily. And then you can distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for for podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from the phone or computer. Uh so no matter what uh your setup was like, you can uh start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And uh, if you like my show, Fence Post Politics with my buddy Aaron, that's the place to watch it because it's all video all the time. And we uh, like we share videos, we comment on videos, we share news articles and uh, and funny memes. So um, it's pretty cool. Um and also, if you want to take your conversations to, uh, with your fans to the next level, uh, your question and answer, answer and polls are the best way to get them talking. You can attach that to your your podcast there, and, and you get your you get you know valuable interactions with your fan your fans. And uh, <clears throat> with Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. And that's, uh, that, that is true. Um, <laughs> I'm supposed to do a testimonial here. Um, but anyways, this is the, the podcast I use, or the podcast uh, host that I use. I like Spotify. They're, uh, they're very good on just letting you do your thing uh, with, uh, with no catch to it. Uh, there's a good reason why Joe Rogan hosts podcasts on Spotify. And, and this is uh, this is a great way to get started. If you, if you have ever thought about starting a podcast, this is where I would send anybody to go. Um, <clears throat> best thing you can do is just download the Spotify for podcasters app, or you can go to Spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. And yeah, if you've ever thought about, just doing a podcast or if you're tired of paying a monthly service that uh, doesn't seem to do much for you, Spotify podcasters is your spot. So uh, 
Go to Spotify.com slash podcasters or download the app today. Mr. Fetterman, thank you. Mr. Oz, turning to you. Do you support raising the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour? Why or why not? You have 60 seconds. I think market forces have already driven up the minimum wage. I was with a hotel worker actually here in Harrisburg a few months ago, and he was telling me how hard it was to live on the $15 an hour that he was getting paid. John Fetterman shoots too low. We want much more money than that. And there are many ways to achieve that. But John Fetterman thinks the minimum wage is his weekly allowance from his parents. He's not really cognizant of the real challenges of business owners who've got to balance that with employees. Thankfully, we have a solution. And John, you didn't answer the question. You can't put businesses out of uh, commission in order to pay more wages because they won't be the wages will go to zero, which is John Fetterman's radical plan. If if you really follow to conclusion, here's what I would do. We have one of the richest energy states in the country. I believe if we could unleash the energy beneath our feet here in Pennsylvania, there'd be plenty of money to go around. We'd have increased a more reason for students to take uh, take vocational classes to be able to learn trades, which I'm strongly supportive of. We'd also be able to pipe that gas, improve our economy and reduce inflation. That's a plan that works. And it's humble enough that I can say broadly. Thank you. I want to I want to give you, uh, Mr. Fetterman, a 15 second follow up to what he just said. So, boom, look at that. Boom. I got a soundboard. Um, all right. The very first, like, 10 seconds of that, that Dr. Oz uh, said, love that. You're in an energy-rich state. Um, this, uh, I'm not opposed to electronic or electric vehicles at all. I'm actually really curious to see what the fuck they can come up with uh, in the future. Um, I wonder what the hell happened to hybrids and, um, and are those any better now? Because, uh, you know, a lot of people said the, I guess everybody that I I talked to that had a, um, a Prius, actually loved how it performed. Um, they just looked gay as shit. And I think that was by design. Um, but then I, I heard a deal the other day that like the CEO of Toyota said that it would, uh, they could build eight hybrid Toyota, whatever's, whether that be the pickup or the, you know, sedan SUV, whatever. I didn't, um, uh, I didn't catch the specifics on that, but eight, eight hybrid vehicles for the same amount of lithium and cobalt and, and whatever else it, it takes to make those batteries. Um, yeah. Eight hybrids for, for one electric vehicle, fully electric. So, ah, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's probably a good idea to, to figure other ways to to create energy uh but in the meantime oil's cheap and there's a lot of it um like a lot of it and and particularly there's a lot here and the guy that that this lurch looking motherfucker (coughs) is gonna vote with uh donald trump or not not donald trump but joe biden uh he's gonna vote with joe biden probably 95 98 percent of the time 
Um, he's going to vote for um, green energy uh, and he's going to vote for whatever, whatever the, the democratic party tells him to, because that this guy was selected by the democratic party to become a union boss and then the mayor of wherever he is at. And then, and now, um, and now a Senate candidate. And I bet you he'll talk about, you know, uh, he may not talk about racism um, because he's got he's got a few things in his past that are kind of not not great on that 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 front. But um, he, he, the rest of his his party will talk about racism. Um, but yeah, this dude uh, chased down a black kid with a shotgun. Uh, because he happened to be walking by or something. I don't remember exactly the details. So you have to go look up that, uh, that story on, uh, on your own. It'd probably be hard to find nowadays because, uh, um, search, search algorithms are a motherfucker. Um, <clears throat> unless you're wanting to know what, you know, Donald Trump is accused of. <coughs> so anyway, I, um, yeah, the rest of what Oz said is some of it makes sense, but he's just meh, meh. But the the biggest thing that it, that he uh, that he harped on was <coughs> you got a lot of oil and coal in Pennsylvania. <coughs> oil and coal, um, when they're burned, they create energy. And um, and they you can do it pretty cheaply. And cheap energy is the key to a a booming economy, uh, which we don't exactly have at the moment. Um, regardless of of what the the administration tells you, um, <coughs> technically and literally, we've been in a recession <coughs> already. And now, now they're saying it's a good chance there'll be a slight recession within a year. But like, we're already on our third quarter or past our third quarter of negative GDP growth. So we're, we're like one at at the end of the year. If we have a negative GDP growth, um, that, that'll be a depression, um, technically, as they say. So. Um, using the resources that you have um, to create jobs, which jobs uh, create other jobs, and then that just it, like that's how the economy goes, you know. And uh, so anyway, it'd be a good thing. Uh, we'll see what uh, old Lurch over here has to say. Um, probably not much. Um, we'll see how long it takes him to read it about you. Now, again, it's it's remarkable. He hasn't really had any answer that he actually had about that in his he doesn't want to talk about having somebody having a living wage and having somebody able to survive again. And I want to come back to you now, Mr. Oz, for a quick follow up. What do you say to those Pennsylvanians that he just spoke of that are trying to survive on 725 an hour, which is less than all of our neighbors. You have 30 seconds. Oh, I don't think you should have to survive on 725 an hour. I want the minimum wage up as high as it can go. I want to highlight 
that I have an agenda for prosperity, unlike John Fetterman. I want us all getting paid a lot more than $15. And I answered your question directly in a way that would preserve business owners, job creators, so they thrive, and we'd have lots more employees entering the workforce and then prospering, getting paid $25, $35, $45 an hour. But we're never going to get there if we don't unleash our energy. And John Fetterman's stubbornness on calling it a stain on Pennsylvania is an insult to those workers. To be clear, you said you want people making a lot more, but that's not through a federal law of minimum wage. That's through market forces? Market forces should drive it up anyway, and it's already done that. Thank you. You know, you should be able to get paid much more than $15 an hour. Thank you. Lisa. All right. Thank you. Uh, and then also this minimum wage debate is uh, is fucking stupid. Um, anybody that is making seven twenty five uh, an hour for more than six months at a time, um, what the fuck have you done with your life? How are you possibly? not able to get a raise at, at the McDonald's like McDonald's is starting at $15 an hour. Uh, so yes, I know, I know the federal minimum wages and and like Dr. Oz kind of somewhat uh, covered here, but like what, what, who is making seven twenty five an hour right now? Like I know that's the federal minimum wage. That's what, you know, you have to be paid um, unless you're an illegal and then they can pay you whatever they want. Um, But even so, like 725 an hour is is low, real low. Um, So, and I I, honestly, I don't know of any, any, uh, I don't know of anybody that makes uh minimum wage now. Like, like I said, outside of uh, the illegals, but even though, even so that I think they're making more than that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't think you can get anybody to work for seven twenty five an hour. Um, and unless they're, you're, you're doing like child labor, which I'm not opposed to. I will, I will pay my kids in M and M's if I have to. Uh, and until they figure figure out otherwise, I, I will continue to pay them in M and M's and you know maybe ice cubes. You know, like kids love ice cubes. By the way, uh, you know, parenting hack, if you will. Uh, well, well, we'll figure out what else they got to say. Thank you, gentlemen. Another big issue for voters is abortion. Mr. Oz, we will begin with you. You say that you're pro-life, but you do support abortion. Before we get into the whole abortion bullshit, uh, neither of these guys have, I guarantee you they don't have any strong opinion on abortion because uh, Dr. Oz is in his 70s, I believe. Um, he, I guess he could have some kids. Um, and And if so, he, like, say he has a mistress. Uh, on the side um, and he gets her knocked up. That dude's got enough money where he can get it taken care of and there's no legality involved because nobody will ever fucking know because they're paid not to ever remember it. Um, And this other guy, no, 
No, he's uh he he's got a, a pretty hot wife and she looks like she's um way out of his league, which means she realizes like uh hey, this guy's got a chance at, at winning uh you know, some sort of a statewide seat. And once you're elected, it's really hard to get kicked out of office, it seems like. Like people remember you and even though they don't may not like you, they don't have a fucking clue who this other other guy or gal is. And so <clears throat> once you're an incumbent, uh yeah, you're you're kinda you're kinda there. I mean it it's really hard to knock off an incumbent. So she's seeing some uh she's seeing some future power and money and um and this fucking zombie looking dude is uh is her ticket to fame. Uh but I guarantee you same way. She may not have the money of Dr. Oz, but uh if this uh if this dude somehow um fucked one of his nurses while in the hospital with a stroke or recovering from a stroke, uh that wife of his will make sure that is taken care of. So the the gravy train don't stop. And if you think I'm being cynical, Maybe I am, but uh, tell me how I'm wrong. Um, anyway, uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll see what they have to say about abortion. Two old, old dudes that uh, this is probably not going to affect whatsoever exceptions in the cases of rape, incest, and to protect the life of the mother. Aside from those three exceptions, should abortion be banned in America? 60 seconds. There should not be involvement from the federal government in how states decide their abortion decisions. As a physician, I've been in the room when there's some difficult conversations happening. I don't want the federal government involved with that at all. I want women, doctors, local political leaders, letting the democracy that's always allowed our nation to thrive, to put the best ideas forward so states can decide for themselves. Contrast that with my opponent, John Fetterman, who on this debate stage said that he would demand federally mandated rules for all states they'd have to follow that would allow abortion at 38 weeks on the delivery table, and he would force it to be subsidized by taxpayers across the country, no matter what their personal beliefs are. That's radical. That's extreme. That is out of touch with what the average voter in Pennsylvania believes is appropriate. Now, ironically, John Fetterman has been running ads on this topic, dishonest ads. I need to correct the record. They were so bad, they got pulled off television stations. I've got, even on this station, he was running dishonest ads that I had pulled off. I haven't had a single ad pulled down. My ads tell the truth. John Fetterman's are a fiction of his imagination. All right. I'm going to let Mr. Fetterman respond specifically about the ads being pulled off the air, and then we will return to you, Mr. Oz. Mr. Fetterman. Yeah. I want to look into the face of every woman in Pennsylvania. You know, if you believe that the choice of your reproductive freedom belongs with Dr. Oz, then you have a choice. But if you believe that the choice for abortion belongs between you and your doctor, that's what I fight for. Roe v. Wade, for me, is should be the law. He celebrated when Roe v. Wade went down, and my campaign would fight for Roe v. Wade, and if given the opportunity to codify it into law. 
All right. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. Going back to you, I want to circle back to something that you said, Mr. Oz. You mentioned the decision to regulate abortion should be something that is left up to the states. Now, Republican Senator Lindsey Graham has introduced a federal bill to ban abortion after 15 weeks. I know that you've been asked about this question before. If the vote were held today, you were elected senator, you're on the Senate floor, the clerk calls you, there's a roll call vote. Are you a yay or a nay? How would you vote on the Lindsey Graham bill? You have 30 seconds. Lisa, I don't even need 30 seconds. I'll give you a bigger answer. I am not going to support federal federal rules that block the ability of states to do what they wish to do. The abortion decision should be left up to states, and specifically when John Fetterman You roll wants, with Doug Mastriano. John, when I'm you done, are, when I can, John, moment, you'll have your moment, turn, Mr. John. One moment, Mr. Fetterman. Continue, Mr. Oz. I've been very clear on my desire as a physician not to interfere with how states decide. So when John purposely, knowingly misrepresents that to women, he scares them. He's purposely trying to alarm them, and the fear-mongering isn't working. Running tens of millions of dollars of ads claiming that I'm against all abortions when he knows that's not right, claiming that I'm going to be strict with Pennsylvania when he knows that's not honest. I can't be any clearer that I've been on the stage today. John Fetterman, if you just hear that one story today, I'd be really happy, but I know you're not going to because you're going to go right back to telling the fables that you believe. Mr. Oz, I want a 15-second clarification. You are saying (laughs) <laughs> we'll come back to that for a minute because uh, it was like bongo smash. He's purposely trying to alarm them, and the fear mongering isn't working. When I'm done, I can give states to do what they wish to do. The abortion decision should be left up to states, and specifically when John Fetterman you wants. With Doug Mastriano. John, when I'm you done, I can, John, you'll have your turn, John. One moment, Mr. Fetterman. Continue, Mr. Oz. I've been very clear on my desire. As a- All right, we'll see what. Let's see what this mongoloid has been in, interfering with the plan for 50 years to have an abortion and have taxpayers pay for it. So yes or no on the Lindsey Graham bill? I think I've answered this very, very clearly okay. three times. Lisa. Okay. Rule on abortion, I would vote against. What I feel strongly about is that women in Pennsylvania understand that you would leave it up to the states that the federal government does not have a role here. So are you saying you would not vote for the Lindsey Graham bill? Any bill that violates what I said, which is the federal government in- interfering with the state rule on abortion, I would vote against. What I feel strongly about is that women in Pennsylvania understand what I'm saying and not believe that someone who's taken an extreme position like John Fetterman represents them, because most women do not believe that we should, at a federal level, codify 38 weeks of, of uh, permission to have an abortion and have taxpayers pay for it. So a yes or no on the Lindsey Graham bill. I think I've answered this very, very clearly okay. three times. Lisa. Okay. All right. Thank you, Mr. Oz. Uh, turning to you, Mr. Fetterman, you have frequently stated. He said some really good stuff and um, a simple yes or no worked really good there, Dr. Oz, because uh, I, w- I will say that it was um, like she did good on uh, on asking for the clarification. Uh, the follow-up was was solid, and then she just left it at that. But, <sighs> yeah, <clears throat> this is why people fucking hate politicians. I, I get what you're saying. Uh, I get what you're trying to say, that like it should be left up to the states. And, and she said, okay, that's not the... Uh, but for clarification, would you vote on this Lindsey Graham bill, which is... Uh, I think it bans. Uh, I think it's at uh, 15 weeks or some shit like that. Um, yeah, something like that. Anyways, and he he did he didn't give a a simple yes or no. So 
anyway, uh, he, he expounded on it, but at the end of the day, uh, didn't answer the fucking question. Like you, you clarified a lot of points, but uh, on the, the question of, are you going to vote for Lindsey Graham's bill? No answer. So, Moving on. Did your belief that abortion should be safe and legal? Do you support any limits on when a woman can have an abortion? Please explain in 60 seconds. You know, what I support, I support on Roe v. Wade. That was the law of the land for 50 years. He celebrated when it fell down, and I would fight to reestablish on Roe v. Wade. That's what I run on. That's what I believe. And I've always believed that the choice believes women and their doctors. And he Mm -hmm. believes that the choice should be with him or Republican legislators all across this nation. All right. I'm sorry, I must correct that. Once again, he's misrepresented what I've said, but he also said something very dishonest. On this debate stage, he said very specifically in his primary debate, when he was still debating, Mm -hmm. that he would support 38 weeks of uh, mandated rules by the federal government that would prevent any state from blocking it. So that's not Roe versus Wade. That's not true. I support Roe v. Wade. That's the simple. John, you said specifically you would support a federal rule on 38 weeks. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's important that John at least acknowledge that he's not honest here because you said. All right, Mr. Oz, we must continue on. Mr. Fetterman, turning to you, we have a follow up question. Would you support allocating federal funds to transport women who live in states where abortion is banned to states where they can get one? And why? 30 seconds. I would. I I would, because I believe abortion rights is a a universal right for all women in America. I believe that I believe abortion is health care. And I believe that that is a choice that belongs with each woman and their doctor. This guy's not saying. Um, so in the antebellum South, like, uh, one of the big things, so like the, the slavery thing was, was a big issue, like, uh, regardless of what anybody said, like, there's a lot of people like, uh, it was all about state states rights and, you know, slavery was just the thing that, that it kicked it off. And that is true. It was, it was Ultimate, ultimately about states' rights, but uh, it was about the states' rights to own black people as slaves, um, and among other things. There, were, there was a lot of uh, economic stuff, but um, if you remember, the, the South was largely agrarian, um, and um, the big farms farmed in one way, and they used slaves. Um, so yeah, it was all about slavery, you know, the, the, the unresolved question of, of our country. So that all, all of that, um, that the fugitive slave laws were like a real big, uh, contention, like a big bone of contention between the North and South and, and, don't get me wrong. I, I I need to like I, I'd like to go down some some other rabbit holes. I just haven't done it yet. Uh, uh more into the like the banking side of stuff. Uh, when it when it, you know between the north and the south. <laughs> but regardless of all that, the the north did have a point. Like they uh they they might have been using economic pressure to to uh you know to push the the slavery out. But there there was a uh, I mean, they they were, they were like 
more or less trying to fall in the the same vein as as England, who had already outlawed slavery. And uh, one of the big bones of contention with the South is that they they considered the 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 blacks their property. You know, like they they were people, but they were property they owned, and they were they had value, and particularly like a good, uh, you know, say twenty. 25, 26, uh, all the way up to maybe, I don't know, maybe 30, 32, uh, right in that, that range, like, uh, prime condition, uh, black male, like that, that's your, like, that's your, your best worker. That guy's worth a lot of money. And, uh, when you put it in those terms, I know it, it's, it's weird. It's weird putting it in that way and in those terms, but like, that's how, I mean, uh, you know, you know what? What's uh, <clears throat> oh, Toby, Toby the slave? Uh, uh back then was uh, nothing more than, uh, say a tractor today. Uh, that that's kind of how it was. And um, yeah, but it was a they were a tractor that also, you know, lived and breathed and bled and ate food and also would run away. Uh, because they didn't, they they wanted to be free. Uh, yeah. So when when you got a runaway tractor, um, you want it returned to you. You know, if anybody's had anything stolen to them, stolen from them, they 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 sure as hell want it turn uh, returned to them. Uh, and yeah. So if your tractor just up and run uh, runs away, uh, you want that some bitch back, right? Uh, well, the, the North had a, uh, like, a fuck your tractor or, you know, no, no, no. They're like, we're keeping your tractor and, and we're turning it loose to do whatever tractors do. And, uh, <clears throat> that was a big, uh, like a big point of contention between the North and the South was, was the fugitive slave laws like that, you know, and, and they, they passed, uh, this and it was. I believe it was ratified uh, or like upheld by the Supreme Court, where the even the non, the non-slave uh, states had to uh, abide by these fugitive slave laws, which returned any any runaway slaves to to their original owner, and uh, and the North just uh, refused to enforce it, <clears throat> and they're really trying to turn this this abortion deal into a, a fugitive slave uh, struggle type deal where no, they're not literally slaves. And, uh, and even, <clears throat> even though they like to make you believe that you as a woman are enslaved uh, by having to carry your child. Now I, I will say there is a, uh, there was a very good case for the the rape and incest deal, but those are very rare. And um, yeah, so and and the, also the incest, like, is is that also a rape deal? Because um, or is it a consensual uh, incest relationship? Because then are you just saying that that kid has to die because he has no chance? Which I mean. I see a point in that, but also like it's also not none of your fucking business. Um, but anyway, they're uh, the way they're trying to set this up, and 
you know, and there's plenty of Republicans that are running right along with it is, uh, uh, they're, 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 they're running on, you know, where now that a Roe versus Wade was overturned and, and it got thrown back to the States. Well, now they're saying like these Republican, uh, legislatures are going to pass the most, uh, draconian laws, which, uh, out, you know, bans all abortion with no no exceptions for anything, and they're also going to prosecute you. And there's been a couple Republican legislators who's like, "Yep, fuck yeah, man, we're coming after you," and that's fucking crazy too. Um, but anyway, that, so now there's like it's debate is like the debate is if uh, if a woman goes across state lines to have an abortion. Is she going to get prosecuted when she comes back? And then there's like the whole, you know, is the federal government going to gonna provide for travel for somebody that wants to kill your kid uh, across state lines? And eh, fucking stupid. What a clown world we live in. Back to All right. Thing. Thank you, Mr. Mr. Fetterman. Turning to the next issue, Dennis. Thank you, Lisa. Let's turn to what has become one of the key themes of this race, fitness to serve. For these individual questions, there will be no rebuttals allowed. Mr. Fetterman, we begin with you. You suffered, as you mentioned a moment ago, a stroke four days before the May primary. Last week, you released this note from your doctor saying you can work full duty in public office, but you have not released your detailed medical records surrounding your stroke. Mr. Fetterman, will you pledge tonight to release those records in the interest of transparency? You have 60 seconds. No. Uh, to me, for transparency is about showing up. I'm here today to have a debate. I have, you know, spe speeches in front of 3,000 people in Montgomery County, you know, all across Pennsylvania, big, big crowds. You know, I believe if my doctor believes that I'm fit to serve, and, and that's what I believe is appropriate. And now with two weeks before the election, you know, I have run a campaign and I've been very transparent about being very open about the fact we're in use captioning. And I believe that, again, my doctors, the real doctors that I believe in, they all believe that I'm ready to be served. Follow up. I didn't hear you say you would release your full medical records. Why not? You have 30 seconds. No, uh, yeah, again, my doctor all believes that I'm fit to be serving, and that's what I believe is where I'm standing. Okay, Mr. Fetterman, thank you. Mr. Oz, you have built a lucrative career around medicine, but you've been criticized even by some fellow physicians for promoting, quote, unproven, ill-advised, and at times, potentially dangerous treatments. What is your response to that? You have 60 seconds. One of the great blessings of traveling around Pennsylvania is you run into people who have watched the show. They thank me very much for giving them life-saving advice on chronic issues like high blood pressure or dealing with their anxiety. The show did very well because it provided high-quality information that empowered people, which was exactly what I want to do when I'm a senator. Give people the power. Let them make decisions for their well-being. Now, John Fetterman's approach to health is a very dangerous one. He believes we should socialize medicine. He embraced this with Bernie Sanders, who he, who he endorsed. The two candidates called themselves the two most progressive people in America. When you have socialized medicine, Dennis, you shut down the ability of people to get access to health care. Doctors stop practicing. There are no medications available. The lines get long. It's a disaster, and it puts people at risk. So I don't believe we should allow socialized medicine, the abolition of all private health care insurance in America, and, and radical positions like the ones taken by John Fetterman make him too extreme to serve. 
If we're going to bring balance yeah. to Washington, you got to bring people who understand the ramifications. Even Joe Biden, Giant. even Joe Biden called John Fetterman's idea, I'll quote him, preposterous. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Fetterman, I'm going to let you respond in just a minute, but I have a follow-up for you first, Mr. Oz. Did you or your company make a profit from promoting those products? You have 30 seconds. I never sold weight loss products as as described in those commercials. It's a, it's a television show. Like this is a television show. So people can run commercials on the shows and that's a perfectly appropriate and very tra- transparent process. I ruffled a lot of feathers on my show because I told people the truth and I'm proud of that. I'll do the exact same thing as a U.S. Right. Senator. Oh, but, the, but, but there's, there's, there's no way to, to defend what John Fetterman has done with socialized medicine. That is a radical departure from what we in America have accepted. relationship between you. John, you'll have your turn. John, let me finish. There must be a relationship between a doctor and a patient, and that's what I would direct patients to do. Thank you. Mr. Fetterman, he uh, accused you of socialized yeah. medicine, supporting socialized medicine. What is your response? Yeah. Again, again, it's the Oz rule. He's on TV and he's lying. I never so I, I never supported any of that thing. You know, he keeps talking about Bernie Bernie Sanders. You know, three year three years ago he was on his show and he hugged him and he said, "I love this guy." You know what? Why don't you pretend that you you live in Vermont instead of Pennsylvania and run against Bernie Sanders? Because all you can do is talk about Bernie Sanders. Because my truth is is that healthcare is a basic fundamental. Right. And I believe in expanding that. And I believe about supporting fighting for health care, the kind of health care that saved my life. Thank Dennis, you very that was much. dishonest. He, he explicitly supported socialized Mr. Oz, medicine. We have a lot Sanders. of topics to get we to. I think we did this. Lisa, on. you go ahead. We are going to move on to the next topic. And this has come up earlier. And that is the issue of fracking. Pennsylvania only trails Texas in terms of natural gas production. Both of you have taken. Sh- mm-hmm. All right. So. This is, I, I don't know if anybody's been following this, uh, this race, but this, this guy, <coughs> Dr. Oz has been, um, has been really, uh, called out for pointing out the fact that this guy had a stroke less than six months ago. Um, I believe it was in May. So we're coming at, like right up on the six month mark. And, uh, I think he was in a coma for a minute. That could be, I, I could be full of shit on that one. But regardless, this this was a, a major stroke. Uh, and these debates, like the fact that they have a uh, a teleprompter for him, so that he can he can read everything that's being read to him should be of some concern because they're not going to have that on the floor of the Senate. Like that, that doesn't, you know, that they'll, they'll pad their salaries, but they don't give a fuck if uh, John Fetterman can hear, they just want to know how he's going to vote. And uh, you're, you're, uh, you're voting with uh, uncle Joe Rook. Like, Fuck your dreams. You're you're in the Senate now. You're you're voting with the Democratic Party. Um, so they, they don't give a shit. But like the people of Pennsylvania should. Um I I, I this guy could agree with me on every single issue. And, and I still probably I, I might vote for him. If if he agreed with me on everything, 
but I would have to think about it very hard because this guy just had a stroke and what happens if he dies the day he gets in? Like, oh, then what? Like, oh, okay. Um, good, good job. You spent millions, hundreds of millions of dollars uh, of, of taxpayer money. Not, none of that was, was your money. It was, uh, regardless if it was PAC money or whatever, it was, it was taxpayer money that you spent and then you just fucking die. And then what happens? Like, um, say this Mastriano guy in Pennsylvania wins, I believe, I, I don't know how each state works, but some, some of them have a special election and some of them, the governor appoints the, uh, the person in their place. So, um, uh, yeah, so he dies, and he wins, and then he dies, and then the Republican wins the governor seat, and um, yeah, and then they go ahead and just appoint Doctor Ozens, anyways. So, yeah, what the fuck, man? Like, go take some time away. Like, if you actually care about the country, go get healthy, and then try it again, or you know, advise somebody else. But like, you're not doing any good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back at shifting positions on the issue of fracking. Mr. Oz, we begin with you. You wrote a column in 2014 calling for no fracking pending health study results. But in a video posted on social media in March, you said, quote, natural gas guarantees high paying skilled jobs right here in Pennsylvania. So back off Biden Give us freedom to frack. Mr. Oz, please explain that changing position. 60 seconds. I've been very consistent. Fracking has been demonstrated. It's a very old technology to be safe. Uh, it is a lifeline for this Commonwealth to be able to build wealth, similar to what they've been able to achieve in other states. For that reason, I strongly support fracking, drilling, the piping of that natural gas. In fact, I built a facility even in Philadelphia so we can export it uh, to our allies and help them, the ones that are struggling now in Eastern and Western Europe. Biden, give us video posted on social access in terms of natural gas production. Both of you have taken shifting positions on the issue of fracking. Mr. Oz, we begin with you. You wrote a column in 2014 calling for no fracking pending health study results. But in a video posted on social media in March, you said, quote, natural gas guarantees high paying skilled jobs mm -hmm. right here in Pennsylvania. So back off Biden. Give us freedom to frack. Mr. Oz, please explain that changing position. 60 seconds. I've been very consistent. Fracking has been demonstrated. It's a very old technology to be safe. Uh, it is a lifeline for this Commonwealth to be able to build wealth, similar to what they've been able to achieve in other states. For that reason, I strongly support fracking, drilling, the piping of that natural gas. In fact, I built a facility even in Philadelphia so we can export it uh, to our allies and help them, the ones that are struggling now in Eastern and Western Europe because of the Ukrainian war. John Fetterman calls fracking a stain on Pennsylvania. He says that he would sign a moratorium. Okay. So they're both full of shit there. This was an easy, easy question for, for Dr. Oz, but all right, so he said in, in the initial article, they said um, we need to wait for the health studies. And then, you know, then they say, you know, his flip-flop. But he didn't say he was against it. 
in the in the initial. He said it needs to wait, which I think is a good thing. I mean, I remember saying that about a certain shot uh, that that people got real riled up about. Um, I remember saying that like when, maybe we should wait and see, uh, and that's what he was uh, apparently saying in his initial article. Um. Yeah, he obviously took a hard right turn because uh, <clears throat> he's trying to get elected to office in uh, in Pennsylvania on the Republican side, and uh, there's a lot of fucking coal and natural gas and oil and uh, yeah, with uh, with fracking in Pennsylvania, they have seen a resurgence of the the energy market there. <clears throat> big, big, big money. And, um, yeah, so there's no, I mean, it's not, not a big surprise why he, uh, he made that flip when he's running for Senate on the Republican ticket in Pennsylvania. Um, he happens to be a right with all of that, but if you notice, he never addressed the health issues. And I think that's because he's a doctor. He's also a very smart guy, and he, uh, even though he's not elected, he is a fucking politician, and he don't want to get caught on record saying that there was no health, um, you know, detriments to uh, health issues in, involved with fracking. Um, he don't want to have that on record, so he's got to have that, you know, uh, in in the George W. Bush manner, we've got to have that deniability. That, plausible deniability. He didn't exactly say that. Just fucking they they all are mob bosses. The more you uh, more you pay attention to that and you you like watch how they talk. It's just like Tony Soprano. Like uh uh so let me give you a scenario like maybe I did, maybe I didn't, you know? And uh yeah. Fucking clowns to ban its continued use. He, he, he's against pipelines. He voted or supported the vote against the Keystone Pipeline that ended up shutting it down. He supports Biden's desire to ban fracking on public lands, which are our lands, all of our lands together. This is a extreme position on energy. If we unleashed our energy here in Pennsylvania, it would help everybody. Why John Fetterman is so rigidly stuck on fighting against uh, energy companies is, stu- is stunning to me because it's the jobs I want. Tens of thousands of high-paying jobs to help Pennsylvania. Thank you, Mr. Yeah. Oz. Uh, Oz rule. Mr. Federman. You know, I seconds. absolutely support fracking. In fact, I live across the street from a, a, a steel mill, and they were going to frack to create their own energy in order to make them more competitive. And I support that, living closer to anybody else in Pennsylvania for fracking to myself. I believe that we need independence with energy and I believe I've walked that line my entire career. I believe Democrats. Mr. Mr. Fetterman, I do have a specific question, which you can continue on this topic. But you have made two conflicting statements regarding fracking. In a 2018 interview, you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. I never have. But earlier this month, you told an interviewer, quote, I support fracking. I support the energy independence that we should have here in the United States. So, Mr. Fetterman, please explain your changing position. 60 seconds. Uh, I've I've always supported fracking and I always believe that independence with our energy is is critical. We can't be held, you know, 
you know, ransom to somebody like Russia. You know, I've always believed that energy independence is critical. And I've always believed that, and I do support fracking. I've never taken any money from their, their, their industry, but I support how critical it is that we produce our own energy and create energy independence. I must correct the record. Uh, uh, Just a second, Mr. Oz. I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking, but there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Yeah, I like these moderators. Uh, I, I, I do support fracking and... I don't, I don't, I support fracking and I stand and I do support fracking. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. I'm On sorry, the- Lisa, there's not just a statement you read. There are multiple there's pictures uh, of him signing. We a have to go. We have to move on. But we I, have I, to I, get the fundamentals of the truth out here. John Fetterman over and over topics. again took positions against energy. We have a lot of topics. You will have a chance to have that in there, your there one, one comment then. The energy industry is living in fear on. of we John Fetterman. I want to know Mr. we want to now turn to public safety. Mr. Fetterman, Republicans have called you dangerously soft. Shit, Dr. Oz. Like, God damn. Like, like, can I make one comment that, like, he blatantly lied? No. You know, it's like, oh, the industry, industry, energy industry is is afraid of this guy. Yeah. Stop sounding like a corporate shill. Fuck around. Like, how much of a layup was that? Can I make one comment? This guy blatantly lied and could not answer the question when you when you pushed back on him. Like, kudos to the moderator for actually uh, pressing for a question. And I support fracking. I support fracking. What a fucking clown! And and, and for Doctor Oz not to say like. Did you not see that? Did you not witness what I just witnessed? No, instead, he goes, uh, the energy industry is afraid of this guy. Oh, because they're paying my seller. Fuck off, Republicans. God damn it. How this is this is Trump's guy, by the way. This is this is his guy. And and this is the, like take take what I'm saying as uh this is very light compared to what a lefty would say on this guy. This is very, I, I like I'm, I'm I got kid gloves on as, as opposed to what your, your moderate left winger would say about Do- Dr. Oz. Ah, uh, good God. The, and then, yeah, the, these guys, what a, what a clown world we live in. On crime. The Pennsylvania State Troopers Association has endorsed Democrat Josh Shapiro for governor. But in this race, it endorsed your Republican opponent, Mr. Oz. What is your response to those endorsements? And what is your response to accusations that you are, quote, dangerously soft on crime? You have 60 seconds. No. No. I, I, I believe that I run on my record on crime. You know, I ran to be mayor back in 2005 in order to fight gun violence. And that's exactly what I did. And working with the police and working with our community, I was say I was able to stop gun violence for five and a half years as mayor ever accomplished before or since my time as as mayor, because I'm the only person on this stage right now that has 
it can it was successful about pushing back against gun violence and being the community more safe. You know, all he's done is just put a plan up on his website in the last. Uh, that teleprompter went too fast for him there to compute that sentence. 24 hours. He has no experience. He has never made any attempt to try to address crime during his entire career, except showing up for photo ops here in Philadelphia. I will give you 15 seconds to respond to that, and then I have a question for you. The Fraternal Order of Police from Braddock, the small town he represented, endorsed me. They supported me because what he's saying is not true. Violence skyrocketed in Braddock. I mean, the town wasn't in a good shape when John got there. It got worse when he was there. People kept leaving. So, of course, you're going to have uh, you know all kinds of aberrations. But, John, the okay. city was dangerous under your leadership, and that's why I the FOP endorsed you now, me. Mr. Oz. <laughs> that's uh... – that's a pretty hard own because the Fraternal Order of Police, that's the police union. Uh, this is a union guy uh, in John Fetterman. Um, and they endorsed Dr. Oz, which not not surprising because the Democrats haven't been very uh, friendly to the police here lately. Um, for all the wrong reasons, mind you. Um, like I'm, I'm none too friendly to the police uh, myself but I feel like it's for the right reasons. Uh, and yeah, that, that was a pretty good own by Dr. Dr. Oz. I'll give him that. Uh, man, we, this, uh, we'll keep on going. We'll keep going. This past summer, Congress passed the first gun control bill in decades. That would not have happened without the support of the man you are running to replace Pat Toomey. How would you have voted on that bill? And would you continue Toomey's legacy as being one of the lead Republicans in Congress on pushing for gun reforms? You have 60 seconds. I have been supported by Pat Toomey. I've enjoyed working with him. I think he's done a wonderful job. There are parts of that bill that I like a lot. For example, I like the fact that there are background checks that are being strengthened now so we can make sure that people who should not have guns don't get guns. I also like the fact that there was a lot of money invested for mental health, uh, which is an important part of the equation. I've been to Philadelphia. I've done prayer vigils with black clergy leaders who are desperately trying to save the people in their community. That uh, I've been to Philadelphia. That's uh, it's almost like a Freudian slip there because one of the big uh, one of the big uh knocks against him is he doesn't actually live in Pennsylvania. He lives in New Jersey. I don't know how how true that is, but it seems like it's probably uh probably kind of true, uh mostly true. Um, so yeah, I've been to Philadelphia. Had to had to make sure and do that. Um. Yeah, I don't like him on guns at all. Uh, Pat Toomey, if you uh, if you followed the gun, the gun control shit at all, uh, Pat Toomey is a Republican from Pennsylvania retiring, and he was one of the first uh, Republicans to cave on any sort of gun le- uh, legislature. And it looks like Doctor Oz is going to follow right in those footsteps. So yeah, fuck him on that. Uh, this is why Republicans suck so bad. Uh, they'll they'll, uh, they'll talk a big game like he's gonna, you know, he's he's endorsed by Donald Trump, you know, and Donald Trump's the great uh, conservative savior, and he's 
endorsing guys like this that will a hundred percent vote to go ahead and take your guns away from you. Uh, you can mark my words on that. If he ever has a chance to do it and he gets a little bit of pushback, guarantee he'll do it. Half the murders in Philadelphia committed by people under 18. We have got to get mental health services to these people, and it's not happening now. But part of the problem is that we have taken away the ability of police to do their job, and that's on John Fetterman. Because John Fetterman has taken such a harsh position against them. He's undermined them at every level, taken away some of their funding. He's um, pushed for Krasner, who he admires tremendously, and he's spoken highly of him just this week. Uh, He's taken his policies to a new extreme. He's argued that people should be let out of jail without any bail, no matter what they did to get in there. He's argued to release one-third of all prisoners, one-third of all prisoners out of touch. Quickly, 15 seconds. Would you have voted for that? Pat Toomey supported bill. If you I would have tried to improve that bill. There are things that I think most of us appreciate. I wasn't there at the time, so I can't speak to what was possible. Uh, but I do know there are parts of that bill that do make sense. And the ones I described should be followed. Let's see how it works out. Okay. Thank you, Lisa. On to our next issue, and that is illegal immigration. It has been a problem in the United States for decades, but it is now spiking. U.S. Customs and Border Protection just released numbers from fiscal year 2022. They show more than 2.7 million total enforcement actions in the U.S. That is the most ever. Mr. Oz, beginning with you. Republican governors in the South have been sending migrants to Democratic-run cities and states without a plan or without any coordination. It is certainly gaining a lot of attention, but is it an effective way to deal with the influx of migrants? You have 60 seconds. Lisa, we have a catastrophe at the border, and we should not have sanctuary cities as John Fetterman has tried to introduce. But I've been into the parts of Philadelphia and Allentown and Reading, where we have large Latino populations. I understand the challenges of the of the border. My father was an immigrant. My mother were immigrants. He's reading off a, a teleprompter now. Oh, or if not a teleprompter, he's got his notes because he's got a... And I've been to Allentown. I've been there. Where they, we've got large Latino... Latino populations. Yeah. Both clowns, by the way. All clowns. You know, I understand what legal immigration offers us, but the completely porous, open nature of our border, which John Fetterman supports, has created a humanitarian crisis with cartels profiting, with human trafficking operations. They take the money, they buy narcotics from China and bring that into our country, and it's making every state a border state. Pennsylvania is already a border state because we're top three in the country in fentanyl overdoses. Lisa, I can't go anywhere where in giving a big event where I don't meet multiple people who say their personal lives have been destroyed because of fentanyl overdoses. Yet John Fetterman not only wants an open border, not only supports sanctuary cities, but he wants to legalize all hard drugs in America, including narcotics. That is, I mean, out of touch with everybody. That radical position was tried in Oregon, which he endorsed, 50% homicide increase rate. Oh, one moment. I will give a 15 second rebuttal. Yeah. That that is again the Oz rule. That is just not true. Uh, you know, you know. Here, his his family's company was it was levied. I think he's from uh, the Pittsburgh area, so I don't know why he's trying to go as loud as Adrian. Adrian, and yeah, I mean he's way too big to be uh, Sylvester Stallone. Sly was like this big. Isn't that weird how he was like he was fighting for the the heavyweight championship of the world in, in the Rocky movies? But uh, yeah, he's he's like a little bitty guy, I think, isn't he? 
Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Maybe is Sly actually big? You know, I've got a fast computer. I will look that up while we play this. The largest fine for immigration hiring of, of, of immigrate uh, illegals. You know, and I think you should sit this one out about in terms of what a, a, sore, uh, a secure border. All yeah. right. We do have a follow up specifically for you, Mr. Fetterman. Vice President Kamala Harris says the southern border border is secure, yet we are seeing an unprecedented number of migrants crossing. Is the border secure? And if not, what would you do to fix what both parties are calling a crisis? You have 60 seconds, Mr. Fetterman. Yeah. You know, I believe that uh, I believe that uh, a secure border is can be compatible with compassion. I believe we need a comprehensive and bipartisan solution for immigration. That, that's what I believe. I don't ever recall in the Statue of Liberty that they say, you know, you know, no, take our tired huddle masses and put them on a bus and use cheap political stunts about them. I believe we have to develop a comprehensive and bipartisan solution to, to address our issue here for bipartisan. immigration here in our nation. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. On to the but next John's issue. John's not addressing the, uh, the elephant in the room. Fentanyl. We have to move on to the next issue. We will be getting turning, back on that. Turning now to foreign policy. Mr. Fetterman. Right. And bipartisan. Sure. And if not, what would you immigrate uh, illegals? You know, and I think you should sit this one out about in terms of right. levy the largest fine for not only wants an open border, not only supports sanctuary cities, but he wants to legalize all hard drugs in America, including narcotics. That is, I mean, out of touch with everybody. That radical position was tried in Oregon, which he endorsed. 50% homicide increase rate. Oh, one moment. I will give a 15 second rebuttal. Yeah. That, that is, again, the Oz rule. That is just not true. Uh, you know, you know, here, his, his family's company was, it was set, levied the largest fine for immigration hiring of, of, of <laughs> immigrant uh, illegals. You know, and I think you should sit this one out about in terms of what a, a, sore, uh, a secure border. All yeah. right. We do have a follow up specifically for you, Mr. Fetterman. Vice President Kamala Harris says yeah. the southern border border is secure, yet we are seeing an unprecedented number of migrants crossing. Is the border secure? And if not, what would you do to fix what both parties are calling a crisis? You have 60 seconds, Mr. Fetterman. Yeah. You know, I believe that uh, I believe that uh, a secure border is can be compatible with compassion. I believe we need a comprehensive and bipartisan solution for immigration. Mm -hmm. that, that's what I believe. I don't ever recall in the Statue of Liberty that they say, you know, you know, take our tired huddle masses and put them on a bus and use cheap political stunts about them. I believe we have to develop a comprehensive and bipartisan solution to, to address our issue here for immigration here in our nation. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. On to but the next John's issue. not addressing the, uh, the elephant in the room. Fentanyl. All right. So that, that is a Harvard, uh, I believe Harvard, but I, Ivy League educated man. And, you know, take that with a grain of salt because also uh, HW is a Harvard or a Ivy, Ivy League educated man. Uh, Donald Trump is an Ivy League educated man so yeah but that guy right there as good god man that was bad that that was bad 
I mean, I guess, but whatever you're into, man. We have to move on to the next issue. We will be circling turning, back on that. Turning now to foreign policy, Mr. Fetterman, what do you believe is the greatest foreign threat to the United States of America? You have 60 seconds. I, I believe, I, I believe, you know, is, is right now is, is China. I believe China is not our friend. And I believe that we can't be able to push back and we need to stand against China. And I believe that Dr. Oz has chosen to uh, manufacture all of his merchandise on his name on it in China. Which one of us on this stage is going to stand up against and stand firm against China? You know, and I believe that's our single biggest issue right now to make sure that we address China and make sure that we know that it's not our friend. Mr. Oz, what do you believe is the greatest foreign threat to the United States of America? You have 60. Honestly, and I mean this like 100%, like no, no joking, uh, no, no satire. I believe if I gave my daughter a, you know, say a 15 page book on China, she would give a better summary of why China is a threat to us than that. Uh, or or at, at least as good. Like, I, I don't... I, I think my, my daughter could do... my Who is seven. Seven years old. I, I think my daughter... Seven-year-old daughter could do uh, as good a job as this Ivy League educated stroke victim here. Um, so, who who also they're like trying to say like if you make fun of him for having a stroke at uh, I don't know fifty something years of age, you know, probably due to poor life choices and and diet and you know what everything like everything every cowboy's uh, guilty of. Um, but you don't like you don't call yourself uh disabled because uh, you're a fat fuck you know um or or because you uh you know you're you're an alcoholic no it's like you're just you're an alcoholic you're not dis- disabled you're 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 a fat ass you're not disabled uh you had a stroke because you're a gargantuan man and uh, probably didn't live uh the healthiest of lifestyles and you had a stroke early that that's a far thing from disability. Um, I'm, I'm sure everybody else could see that, but uh, don't believe your lying eyes about John Fetterman. Seconds. The fact that our country is not projecting strength. Take, for example, what we're doing with Iran in order to try to get them to give us a little oil so we can deal with the catastrophe that Russia has caused. Um, we have gone to them and tried to sign a, a deal that would allow them once again to have the nuclear power to blow up Israel, which they promised they would do. John Fetterman supports that deal. It doesn't make any sense for America to treat our enemies better than our allies. We have to message with our strong voice and the energy we have in our country that we have control over our future. And the best way for America to establish its dominance is to unleash the energy here in Pennsylvania and across the country. By not doing that, not only do we cause all kinds of problems with local jobs and inflation, but we're destroying our ability to remain energy dominant and 
We're not able to become allies like we should be for countries like European nations, which are going to struggle their, with their coldest winter ever. It's the best way to punch Putin back and to teach China lesson is American energy to reign supreme. And John Fetterman doesn't like American energy, and they are scared of him because they know they can't trust him. He's proven it. Mr. Oz, thank you. Lisa. All right. On to our next issue. In our recent. And they uh, they just moving on because Dr. Oz made a solid fucking point about being energy independent. And um, they also made sure to throw in that little bit that uh, energy uh, executives told him to say is that they are scared of Dr. Oz. Um, yeah, that, that's a little paid promo there. Um, but I mean, who isn't paid by big money? Um, I, I, I bet you there. So why not? Why not? You know, take a chance, take a chance, uh, hedge your bets, you know, Bet the spread. Next our poll, a hypothetical rematch between Joe Biden and Donald Trump in 2024 would be a statistical tie in Pennsylvania. 46% of people said they would vote for former President Trump, 45% for President Biden. Mr. Oz, would you support a Trump 2024 run and why 60 seconds? I'll support whoever the Republican Party puts up. Uh, and I have reached out across the aisle on my campaign because I want to bring balance to Washington. And I've tried to work with Democrats and Republicans and people in the middle, people unsure and people who forgot, people who got angry with where their party was headed. I want to bring us together to make this country do what it's always been able to do. Unify, not divide and address the problems as a surgeon because in the OR, that's what I do. I just fixed the big problem in front of me. John Fetterman, however, cannot go to Washington and work with the other side because he doesn't even get along with his own side. He criticized Joe Biden for not spending enough money and not sidling up close enough to Bernie Sanders. He says he won't work with Joe Manchin. He said, if you vote, if you like Joe Manchin, don't vote for me. So if you're picking that's, fight uh, with your own party. You're that's a mistake to, to throw Bernie Sanders in there. Uh, eh, may, maybe, maybe not. You know, um, now, for the young audience, uh, Bernie Sanders is, I don't know, like my, my age, like people that think like me, like, yeah, he's, he's kind of a joke. Uh, but there's, uh, like people on the other side of the aisle, they're like, yeah, I really kind of like Bernie Sanders. You know, he's kind of, a, kind of a kooky old guy, but, uh, he seems like, uh, he, he's like the left wing Donald Trump, except, um, I mean, it's kind of a, a classic uh, side by side of uh, capitalism versus socialism because uh, they both go against the grain. They're they're not afraid to, for the most part, to piss off their own party. Um, but yeah, you got billionaire versus uh, millionaire, not not multimillionaire. Because uh, if you notice, he 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 stopped saying the the millionaires and and billionaires to the 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 multimillionaires and billionaires uh because he he became a billionaire but um i don't know that if i the democrats typically try to go for the the younger vote and uh and and then like the min minority vote whether they they call women minorities because uh 
well, they suck at everything, but that there's a lot, there's more of them. There's, uh, there's statistically more women in the U S. So, um, <clears throat> I don't, what more do you want women? You got everything, um, except for awesomeness and a dick. Um, so anyway, I don't know. I forget where I was going with this, but it was, I'm sure it was brilliant. You're not going to be able to reach across the aisle to the other side. His extreme positions have made it untenable for Republican lawmakers. We need to send someone to Washington who understands the importance of balance, sensible decision making and in common sense approach to the challenges that we all face. That's not John Fetterman. Uh, Mr. Oz, uh, Donald Trump has supported you. He has endorsed you. Why won't you fully commit to supporting him in 2024? Oh, I do. I would support Donald Trump if he decided to run for president. All right. But and this is bigger than one candidate. This is a much bigger story about how we are going to build a bigger tent to let more Americans feel safe. Are you concerned about the ongoing legal investigations involving the former president? 30 seconds, sir. I haven't followed them very carefully. I've been campaigning pretty aggressively. They'll work themselves out. I have tremendous confidence in the American legal system, and I believe law and order will reign supreme. But speaking about that topic, there's one person on this stage who's broken the law, we believe. John Fetterman took a shotgun, chased a unarmed African-American man and put the gun, apparently, according to that man, to his chest. John, you weren't pulled over by the police. Uh, they let you go. You were the mayor at the time. Why haven't you apologized to that unarmed, innocent black man who you put a shotgun to his chest? All right. We will allow a 30 second response to that. Mr. Fetterman, specifically what he was saying, referring yeah. to the incident in Braddock. Yeah. I I made the opportunity to defend my community as the, the chief law enforcement officer there. Everybody in Braddock, uh, an overwhelmingly majority uh, community of, of black uh, community, all understood what happened. You know, they uh, they understood what happened and everybody agreed that. And nobody believes that it was anything about me making a split second decision to, to defend our community as well. Why not apologize? Uh, uh, Mr. Oz, please. Uh, we, we are still with Mr. Fetterman. Turning to you right now, you support a Biden run. Do you support a Biden run in 2024? Oh, wow. 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 They just let him skate right away. Just, uh, well, moving on. Is Dr. Oz going to push back? I, oh, man. I, I, I retract what I said about these... Uh, about these moderators, this, uh, maybe that's, uh, is that, that a sticky issue, uh, for, for this, uh, I in 60 seconds, uh, that's obviously it's up to his choice, whether he, you know, and if he does choose to run, I would absolutely support him, but ultimately that's ultimately only his choice. All right. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. A follow-up question on this. Our next star poll shows 51% of Pennsylvania voters disapprove of the president's job performance. You have publicly supported many of his policy positions. Are there any that you disagree with? 30 seconds. No, I, I just believe he needs to do more about supporting uh, and fighting about in, in, inflation. Uh, and I, I do believe he can do more about that. But uh, at the end of the day, I think Joe Biden is a good, good family man. And I believe he stands for the union way of life. And I believe that employment, unemployment is already down to the lowest level in the last 50 years. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Dennis, um, let's turn now, gentlemen. This I, I'm I'm really. Uh... I'm amused by uh, the, how how they're trying to 
equate like the how shitty everybody feels about the economy with the inflation and whatnot, but they also they're like, hey, it's the lowest unemployment rate in fifty years. And you're like, is it though? Is it? I mean, is is that that something to be proud of right right now? Like, is it when we're you know, I'm in Nevada, so we're like the, the I think the third or fourth uh, highest gas in in the country, and uh, yeah, we're we're back over five dollars. Like, is it? It like is that is that a, an unemployment rate? That, that that's what you're, that's what you're hanging on. I mean, fuck, man, it, it used to cost me. Uh, I'd, I'd go to the pizza place here and it was uh, you know, like two large pizzas and a couple of orders of wings and it was like 65 bucks. And now it's like bumping up on a hundred. And, uh, but the, but the unemployment rate is really... And to the issue of Social Security, it is only fully funded through 2034. Many Americans are worried that they will never receive their full benefit or have to accept cuts to their benefits. Mr. Fetterman, how are you going to make sure it is there for them? You have 60 seconds. We need to make sure that Dr. Oz and the Republicans believe in cutting Medicare and Social Security. I believe that they have to support and expand Social Security and be to send me to Washington, D.C. I would support and stand and to support security, uh, Social Security. OK, Holy thank you, Mr. Shit. Oz. Same- Holy fucking shit. Good God, that that guy just glitched the fuck out. My God, I thought I thought Kamala Harris was a bad speaker, but fuck around. Let's go back over that. Or have to accept cuts to their benefits. Mr. Fetterman, how are you going to make sure it is there for them? You have 60 seconds. We need to make sure that Dr. Oz and the Republicans believe in cutting Medicare and Social Security. I believe that they have to support and expand Social Security. And if somebody sends me to send me to Washington, D.C., I would support and stand and to support security, uh, Social Security. Okay, thank you, Mr. Oz. Same question to you. How are you going to make sure that Social Security is available for future Americans? You have 60 seconds. We made a deal with the wonderful seniors of our nation. They worked their hearts out. They paid into a program. No one's going to touch it on my watch except to make sure that it's stronger than it is right now. Social Security, Medicare, which I know a lot about as a doctor, are the fundamental uh, element of security for our seniors, and they deserve to feel like they're valued by our nation. John Fetterman, again, has been running ads and saying that I'm against those with no proof. I have never said anything different than what I'm saying to you on this stage, but in an effort Dr. to fear monger with people who are older and Dr. Oz ain't got a hair on his ass. If he doesn't just go, did any of you hear the shit that came out of his mouth because his brain don't work anymore? I, uh, you, uh, you ain't got a hair on your ass if you don't say that. Can be taken advantage of. He'll run these ads. John, it's re- re- reprehensible, but it's also reflective of your approach to doing these things. You haven't shown up on the campaign trail. You haven't answered questions from voters, not once on the campaign trail. You haven't answered questions from media, once on the ma- campaign trail, even 
you know, just as short as you could do it. And this is the only debate I could get you to come to talk to me on. And I had to beg on my knees to get you to come. And if it wasn't for Dennis probably getting involved, I don't think it would have happened. Seniors need to know more about your radical left positions. And I need to be able to tell them about my positions. That's what democracy is built on. We exchange ideas. The voters decide. You have hidden from them. Mr. Oz, I'm going to let you have 15 seconds in a moment, Mr. Fetterman. But can you give us a specific example of what you would do to protect Social Security? Well, for one, we have to make sure that it adequately increases with the higher inflation rates that we have. So we've got to make that 4% of wasted money that right now is in the budget uh, redirected appropriately. And one of the first places that I would use it is... So- they they ask uh, Dr. Oz for a specific on, uh, on Social Security right there, but not even one clarification for that, like, fucking vomit salad that Fetterman just put up. This is this is wild. Oh man. And I thought they did a good job early on, but man, he he is Social Security and Medicare. And here's the reason. One of the worst things we can do to a, to a, to a people is give them bad quality uh, uh, care. And so if you have people if, if you have people who are not going to see a doctor, for example, because they can't afford it, they'll get sicker. Bad medicine means more cost. Thank no you. one benefits. Thank you. Mr. Fetterman, he said a few things a moment ago. I want to give you 15 seconds to respond to those. Uh, no, again, I just can't I can't just say one thing other than that Dr. Oz would not support and he would support cutting Medicare. And that's John. Why do you say that? I've never said that. It's absolutely a fact. It's a fact. You (laughs) would have voted against the the Inflation Reduction Act, which has dropped our our prescription drugs. And he doesn't believe. Okay, gentlemen, we need to move on. Lisa. All right. We are moving on to the topic of education. So they they asked uh, Dr. Oz for a specific way that he was going to preserve Social Security. And then he's like, Prescription drugs and inflation reduction act. Uh, this guy's a fucking cyborg. The cost of college tuition is now out of reach for many, many families. Our question is for both of you. We start with Mr. Oz. What is your plan to bring down the cost of higher education long term? You have one minute, Mr. Oz. I've worked in academic medical centers my whole life, so I'm in higher education. And I can tell you the reason that the prices have gone up sixfold in the last 40 years is not because the education quality is better. We've added ultra, extra layers of middle, uh, middle level individuals who don't actually improve the quality education, in my opinion. There's a lot of expenses now incurred by these institutions, and it's not right for the American people to be stuck with the bill. I would push them to offer more electronic classes. Half the kids don't live on campus anyway. John Fetterman's approach, however, is not to deal with the unnecessarily high cost, but just to pay it. So if you want to pay students who didn't pay their loans back, basically what John Fetterman and Joe Biden are are arguing for is for plumbers who didn't go to college and couldn't for a bunch of reasons afford it to pay the bills of lawyers who went to graduate school and haven't paid their debt back. I don't think that's right for the American people. We want a fair system. Drop the cost down by pushing for more value for the money we're spending and then ensure there's a high quality education that lets people make a living when they graduate. All right. I will allow a 15 second rebuttal specifically on the issue of student loan debt, which uh, Mr. Oz was referring to. Mr. Fetterman. Uh, Again, Dr. Oz you know, loves free, free money when it's a, a half a million dollar tax break on one of his, you know, homes down in a ranch in Florida. And whether it was a $50 tax break 
you know, about his farm in Montgomery County. So it's about supporting and helping, you know, young earners, excuse me, young, young, uh, young you know, students to, to give them a break. I believe that that supporting. Uh, All right. Let me just ask specifically uh, with the plan to um, ease student loan debt, the debt forgiveness of $10,000, $20,000 for Pell Grant recipients. Do you support that position? I, I, I do absolutely support that. I believe, like I said, uh, it's about helping y- young learners, you know, be able to get a better start you know, getting off in the start of their life. And I, I do believe that. And I believe a majority of Americans support that as well, too, helping helping young young learners. All right, Mr. Fetterman, I want to ask you the same question that I asked Mr. Oz. And what is your plan to bring down the cost of higher education long term? You have one minute. Yeah, I don't think he he didn't answer. He didn't answer the, the, the question whatsoever. I, I you know, did I, answer I, the I believe, uh, Mr. Oz, I believe, Mr. Oz, please give him uh, a moment. I, you, know, you didn't. You didn't. You know, I, I, I fundamentally believe that every quality public university education should be very affordable in, in, in every state. And I think that needs to be a, a significant investment, you know, to make sure that anyone be able to afford to go to get a four degree a university degree, you know, at say at Penn State or at Pitt or any state schools to make it much more affordable. And that means inquiring a significant investment to make sure and create it affordable that every family can afford. How exactly, Mr. Federman, do you propose doing that to make it more affordable for a fam- for families? No, I, I just believe I just making it that much more. It, it, it costs too much. And I believe providing the resources to, to reduce the tuition, to allow families to be able to afford it. All right. We have a follow up question. This one now is for both. Said absolutely nothing. I believe in providing the resources, which means taking more of your money. To make sure that college is less expensive. So we're going to take more of your tax money to make sure that it costs less tax money for you to like save on your college bill i guess we're we're gonna we're gonna make sure that it it we're gonna take less of your money to to give it to somebody else. Or we're going to provide more of your tax money, make sure that it's less of your tax money elsewhere. Maybe I, I don't know. Like this, this is stroke talk we're talking here. So, uh, stroke speak. Both of you. This is from News Nation viewer Ann Andrews, a registered nurse from Conneautville near Erie. Ann is a vocational educational instructor for a university and a practicing registered nurse. If you were elected, could you please tell me what you would be doing for vocational education in the state of Pennsylvania, as well as our nation? So, Mr. Oz, if elected, what would you do for vocational education? You have 30 seconds. I've visited vocational schools. I have an answer. But, John, because obviously I wasn't clear enough for you to understand this. There's no question that cutting out the middle levels of higher education and Providing digital programs would reduce the cost of education. It's a concrete set of ideas that I'd like to move on. With regard to vocational education, this is really important for us to allow our trade unions to get closely linked, more closely linked with uh, the vocational schools. I was at a vocational school in Westmoreland. And if, uh, if Fetterman had a hair on his ass, I would hammer him on the closer lay there.
just because uh Fetterman is like really sounds dumb, but he could uh he could be like the what's what's his name from uh from Back to the Future Biff. Yeah, you'd be like, Oh, all right, Mr. Closerly. Uh closerly than you, fucker. Yeah. Yeah. I I'd hammer him on that. That and then then it like takes away from how dumb you actually are. They have about a thousand kids. They could take two thousand kids. Funding those programs is the smartest way to invest our tax dollars. We'll turn out twice as many children who have a job as soon as they graduate. It supports our trade unions who want those kids in their positions anyway. It makes the whole program work. Thank you. Like this, this is like a Christmas story here. It's uh, it's Ralphie and then then his bully. Like look at this. (laughs) He's a fucking just Neanderthal. (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Oz, Mr. Fetterman, if elected, what would you do for vocational education? You have 30 seconds. Again, I, I think it's no, it's it's just the same the way the university for degrees as well, too. Supporting that and partnering with the, the unions and making sure that vocation training are as, 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 uh, as affordable and providing the resources to make sure everyone has the opportunity. Going to college isn't the right choice for, for every person. You know, but going to those kind of vocational schools, able to create a career to to weigh, to excuse me, to wane, uh, reach a lot of a uh, high salary, and again supporting to reduce those costs are critical too. All right, thank you, gentlemen. Dennis, moving now. Uh, multiple members of Congress, specifically, and, and Dr. Oz doesn't say shit. Not a not a fucking thing. Man, man, I couldn't do that. I, I couldn't do it. I could not do it. Democrats have called for the Supreme Court to be expanded. Candidates, we want to know where you stand on this. Mr. Fetterman, should the Supreme Court be expanded? And if so, by how many justices? You have 60 seconds. I, I don't believe I've never, I, I don't stand I, and I don't believe in that. You know, I fundamentally believe that even though I don't agree with the ideological breakup uh, of the S- Supreme Court, you know, I believe it, it's not about changing the rules. It's about acknowledging where we're at, much the way the Republicans want to try to change the Constitution about how our S- Supreme Court in Pennsylvania is going to be done. And I don't support that. So I think it's it's critical that we be consistent, and I do not believe in supporting the uh, Supreme Court. Mr. Oz, same question to you. Should the Supreme Court be expanded? If so, by how many justices? You have 60 seconds. I would never touch the makeup of the Supreme Court, and I would uh, advocate to leave it the exact same size it is. But John Fetterman's radical positions have spilled over into what he would do in Washington. One of the first things he has said, and he came back to the campaign trail, is that he wanted to bust the filibuster, which means removing the, the brakes on the Senate overreacting. That's, that's, a that's true. That is that is true. But if you do that, then you would free up the Democrats oh, in the Senate gosh. without getting the normal amount of votes to actually expand the Supreme Court, add more states, do things that are detrimental to the well-being of the country. So I think and your first day back arguing that we should get rid of the filibuster is a dangerously radical move that would hurt Washington. It's not in our nation's best interest. Thank you both very much. All right. At this time, we are ready for our closing statements. You each have 90 seconds to convince Pennsylvanians to vote for you on Election Day. Mr. Fetterman, you are first. 90 seconds. 90 seconds. Once again, I would just like to say that I 
My campaign is all about fighting for anyone in Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down, that had to get back up again. You know, I'm also fighting for any forgotten community all across Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down, that had to be made to get back up. And I've made my entire career dedicating to those kinds of pursuits. I started as a GED instructor back in, in Braddock over 20 years ago because I believe it's about serving Pennsylvania, not about using Pennsylvania for uh, their own end interests as well. Uh, to me, careers are revealed uh, by your, your real underlying values. And my values have always been about fighting for forgotten communities all across Pennsylvania. Man. All right. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. Mr. Oz, Man. your final thoughts, 90 seconds. Man, I like it. This, I think they're, you're supposed to feel bad for that guy. And it's like, oh man, I, it's a feel good story if he wins. But really, really what you're, you're seeing is a guy who is not well, obviously like struggling to, to speak and hear and everything. And he wants to be one of a hundred people in a country of 350 million or so to decide what the fuck me and you and everybody else and him and his neighbors and everybody else. Like I, I've got no confidence and I got no say in it because I don't fucking live in Pennsylvania. Seconds. I've loved traveling to the four corners of the beautiful Commonwealth and I've heard your problems. I'm a surgeon doctor. I listen to what you say and I'm trying to help address them today. I've talked to seniors worried their social security checks wouldn't go far enough with the raging inflation. I've talked to couples want to make their first down payment on a new house and they can't afford it anymore because of interest rates. I've talked to families. You want to cut social security. Mr. Fetterman, it's his turn for his closing. I've talked to to families worried about fentanyl showing up in their mailbox and literally taking the lives of their children who they find blue in bed. I've talked to families who won't let their kids go outside because of the crime wave that's been facilitated by left radical policies like the ones John Fetterman has been advocating for. But here's the deal, right? None of this has to happen. This is all very addressable. I'm a surgeon. I'm not a politician. We take big problems, we focus on them, and we fix them. We do it by uniting, by coming together, not dividing. And by doing that, we can get ahead. But I've got one question to challenge you with, just one question. If you take what I'm saying to heart, ask yourself this and others in your family, are you unhappy with where America's headed? I am. And if you are as well, then I'm the candidate for change. I'm a living embodiment of the American dream. I believe we're the land of opportunity, the land of plenty. I believe we can balance a budget without recklessly spending. I believe we can have have an unleashed energy policy that helps us all. I believe that we can have safe city streets and a secure border so legal immigrants can come across, but you shut the fentanyl out. I believe we can give parents choice where their kids go to school. We can have affordable health care. But most of all, I believe in you. And And if you can do this together, and we can, I would ask for your vote on election day. God bless you. We do have one final question, an important issue in Pennsylvania. Uh, The eyes of the state are on this debate tonight, but on Sunday they will be on Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia as the state's two NFL teams go head-to-head. Mr. Fetterman, Steelers or Eagles and why? Oh, clearly, always for the Steelers. Mr. Oz. I'll be at the game rooting for my Eagles. 
fly, eagles fly. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you both so much. This does conclude our debate. We do want to thank our candidates for being. Uh, well, that that was that was interesting. Um, you know, I I don't know. Does anybody get anything out of a a debate anymore? Because I will say that, uh, you know, Oh, Fetterman did not look good. I'll say that. I mean, it was, uh, it was, that was a little rough for him. I'll say that. Um, will it matter? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he shouldn't have done that debate. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't have uh, if I were him. Uh, Joe Biden sounds better than him at points, and uh, that's that's not good. That's not good. Uh, I, my brain tells me that Republicans are going to clean up uh, that this this election, but going off the last election, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, so I ain't making predictions. Um I like I said the other day on on uh on the bull session, I will uh I'll probably vote for Joe Lombardo for, for governor. And that's one that really affects me. Uh Steve Sisolak is a real piece of shit. And uh, as much as I'd love to vote libertarian all the way down the ticket, can't do it for for the governor. Um, that's one where where my vote might actually make a little bit of difference. And uh, I, yeah, Lombardo is uh, is he might not be great, but I think he's he's a I know he's a hell of a lot better than the alternative. And when push comes to shove. Uh, he was, uh, he was the, you know, the calm, cool, collected guy in the room. So I'll roll, I'll roll the dice with that guy. The rest of it, I'll, I'll vote libertarian down the, down the ticket. Cause I, I don't see how, how Republicans help me over, over a Democrat at this point. So, um, anyhow, on the bright side, I got my new computer in, I got the soundboard. Look at that. Applause. Fucking applause. Um, I got to do a little bit of work, but I'll, I'll be able to just uh, put in burning daylight. Um, I, I've got, yeah, it's a soundboard. The possibilities are endless and I got a fast computer. And so we'll be able to like do the, you know, the picture in picture type stuff. Um, yeah. So anyways, this was, uh, this was kind of fun. I, I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, We'll see. We'll see how long it takes me to to get this edited uh, with this new computer. I'm hoping it's going to be fast. So, anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in, um, and everybody that uh, is not si- signed up on on either Patreon or uh, the Spotify, please go do so. That is uh, that's how I keep this thing going. That's how I'm able to buy this uh, new computer and whatnot. Also cashed out a little bit of my retirement to 
make a little investment because uh yeah invest in yourself that's uh that's the best thing you can do in a in a recession so uh and try to try to do some more cool shit so anyway all that takes money and uh, the best way to support the show is go sign up on Patreon all the live streams will be over there um I still will be up on on uh, on the main YouTube and all the other video platforms, uh, like always. But they won't be live. So if you wanna if you wanna join the live stream, uh, you gotta you gotta sign up on Patreon. <laughs> and um, I'm not sure how the Spotify works, but if you, if you sign up on Spotify for the paid episodes and you wanna be part of the the live streams, um, send me your email and I'll I'll. Uh, We'll figure it out. But anyways, uh, that's the best way to go. So patreon.com slash burning daylight. And um, yeah, are you ready for election day? I'm ready. I think I may not be ready. I don't know. I thought I was ready for the last one. And got weird. Got real weird. Um, anyway, it's been a fun one. And uh, yeah, don't let the butt crack. Now, we're burning down. Fortune and failure